0: everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by thehockeythinktank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. We are back with just Jeffrey, Jehu, Lavecchio, and myself, and we are going to be talking the big moments. How do you handle the big moments? How do you prepare for the big moments? What do you do with the big moments when you have them? And so I uh, thought this would be a fun one as I'm heading out tomorrow as we are recording on Monday uh, to the Frozen Four, Tampa Bay. Go! So going to be a, a pretty big moment for uh, for our boys here. So I thought it would be a fun one to talk about. Uh, before we do get over to that, though, let's bring on the talent of the podcast. Oh, one, Jeffrey Lavecchio. Jeffrey Lavecchio. How are you today? I'm phenomenal as always, because happiness is a choice, Tove. There you go. Hey, you know one of my favorite quotes is in any song ever. Ooh! Now that uh, you say that, it's way too many uh, possibilities
1: for me to guess. So yeah, there's
0: a lot of songs out there.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of songs out there with a lot of lyrics. I'll give
0: you. I'll give you the band.
1: Well, I know you love the scene from Zoolander, wake me up. I know you love that scene. No, this has sure to do with what
0: it. you just said. Happiness is a choice.
1: No, I don't know. What is it?
0: Okay. From a song by Sugarland. You're not a big country guy.
1: Not a huge country guy, like some country.
0: Okay. So, Sugar, do you know who Sugarland is? Mm. Oh my gosh, dude. You know who Sugarland is? Is that Stuck? On, stuck st- stuck st- like st- glue. Yeah. Stuck like glue. Yeah. 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 yeah so, same band. And the um, the line in the song is: "Some believe in destiny, and some believe in fate, but I believe that happiness is something you create." Wow! Some believe in destiny. You should get that tattooed on, on your lower back,
1: fate.
0: just like right, 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 lower back. <laughs> no, you know, I'm gonna get right it translated into Chinese symbols and then get it
1: <laughs> perfect tattooed
0: on my lower back. I love that, Then it'll be even more cliche.
1: You know what's <laughs> you know what's my favorite line from it? A song? gonna be stupid. Vanilla Ice, word to your mother. <laughs> that's your aunt, just aunt, says ta- that That's in your answer you're of the talking song. about, Jeffrey. Just in the middle of the song, he just says, yeah, word to your mother. <laughs> it's like,
0: what? That's or it could be part. just like uh, Little John and just say, yeah, at random yeah. points in songs. Just You know, it's yeah. a punctuation. Do you remember when Dave Chappelle did those like, Uh little John impersonations back in the day. Oh good. I love (laughs) I love anything Dave Chappelle does. That guy's a genius. He is absolutely hilarious. The Chappelle show that was one of the funny remember. I think that was when we were in college, right? That was like the big thing when we were in college. College, maybe even maybe pro no, maybe a little before. Maybe
1: before. Okay. Man, if he had that show now, he'd be canceled harder than they try. (laughs) They try to cancel him, anyways. But he's (laughs) on he's uncancelable. Very few people are uncancelable. He's one. He's one of them. But anyways, I digress. I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, had Zoom calls with almost 400 players yesterday, last wow. night. After I got to watch two of my guys play against each other in the NHL, uh, uh, which was really cool. Freddie was in town playing against the Blues. Uh, Logan Brown and then Robert Bertuzzi, but I don't think he was playing last night. So, but Logan was, and they took a face off against each other. That was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's so cool. I'm just How about so,
0: Boston? They're gonna break the record for most wins ever.
1: Wagon unbelievable wagon and just a just so deep like they're so deep it's gross well
0: it's kind of cool that like you played with some of the older guys in providence yeah and then now they're you're like one of your clients is also on the team
1: yeah yeah it is full circle and then i got a guy who signed to their ahl team which is pretty cool who's that uh jacob wilson he's in the coast right now but he's he's really good he he, he'll, he'll be a player um and then Connor Carrick, who's been on our podcast. I recently yeah. went on his he, podcast like a month ago. He's he's in he's Providence, playing, right? Yep, he's for playing for the, for the P Bruins right now. So um, yeah, man, is pretty pretty cool stuff.
0: I love it. I love pretty it. Cool. Well, shall we get to some other pretty cool stuff?
1: Oh, also oh. want to say had, a, oh. had another guy sign in the NHL uh, a few days ago, Jakob Dobish, goalie for Ohio State, not a big deal, uh leaving after his sophomore year. Just like to the players out there that are listening to this or to the parents listening to this, like dedication, I think is so massively important uh, uh, to being successful, obviously at anything, but allowing and teaching our these players and these kids to dedicate themselves. If this is something they say they want to try to do juniors, getting a scholarship, pro hockey, whatever it may be, the higher levels. Like really teaching them what it takes to like sell out and go all in on a goal. I think it's super important because even if they fall short, it's teaching them how to do that for the rest of their life for anything they want. And I think that's one of the most important things that sports, but specifically hockey can teach kids. And, and it's just so cool. I met Doby, He's from Czech. I think it was his second or his third year in the U S and he was, he moved over into St. Louis and, um, I coached the U 18 team here. And like he he was really good. Like I had a little bit of trouble scoring on him when he was seventeen, and I just retired like like a few months before. And like he was stopping some of my shots. You know, usually on kids that age, it's it's ten out of ten, not a big deal. And uh, but dude, this guy sent me pictures of like every single meal he ate for a couple months. Every single meal. What can I do better here? He sent me pictures or a video of him doing mobility or stretching to hold himself accountable every night second half of the season he stopped going to the high school practices he said I, I want to be a player didn't miss one single workout the second half of the season like and then he's just like he's just like lived that way since then he was all in and he's one of the best goalies in college hockey the last two years and he he signs in the NHL and leaves school early like success is an act is not an accident guys like to have that level of dedication I think it's just We can teach that. I think too many people are worried. What if I put in all this time and I don't make it or something like that? That's besides the point. It's it's the journey and that lesson that you learn how to how to give your all. And then you're also always gonna make it, hopefully as far as you can. So I'm just really, really proud of this kid. It's really cool to see somebody who works so hard and have it pay off, you know? Peace be the journey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What movie? Oh man, dude, what is that from? Peace be the dirty. journey. That, that's not uh, that's not cool. Runnings, is it? Yes, it is. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> you, dead? Oh no, man. Um, yeah, dude, it's just it's really cool, really cool seeing seeing hard work pay off. I had another yeah. guy sign in the NHL too, but it's not released yet, so I can't talk about it. Oh, but another
0: guy. I think I know who it is.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you after.
0: Yeah. Okay. We we'll, we will uh, we will disclose next
1: podcast. Yeah. yeah. Cliffhanger. Yeah.
0: Yeah, baby, and he's, and he's
1: going right to the show too. Not a big deal. Oh, he's gonna get some games this year. And he's going right to the show. Good for him. Good yeah, for pretty, him. pretty freaking exciting. That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good segue to big moments. Big moments. Because he's gonna have a big moment. Can he get his lap. He's gonna get his lap. His solo lap around in yeah. warmups. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be really cool. Like, and you know, I'm getting ready to to head out tomorrow for the frozen four, which is as big as it gets when it comes to college hockey, something so many kids dream about, um, you know, as they're growing up and, and for me, always wanting to, to go and play hockey at Michigan and now being at Michigan and getting the chance to, you know, compete in, in a frozen four. I mean, not me, but the players been um so like it's like really really cool but it's funny like even going into the big 10 championship when we played against minnesota a couple weeks ago into last weekend in the ncaa tournament you can't help but get the butterflies can't help but get the butterflies get a little bit nervous and like this is when not being a player absolutely sucks because you just all you want to do is play all you want to do, you like, you remember those big games that you played in and you remember the feelings and the feelings are similar, just in the butterflies and the nerves and stuff. But like there's, you can't do as much about it as you can when you were a player. Right. So um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited. I've been thinking about this a lot and I thought it'd be really cool to just kind of go through, like, I'd love to ask you like how you went through your big moments and what was the mindset that you had. And, and then even now that you're more, cultured and educated um like you know just things that you've read and things about how to get the most in in the biggest types of situations so uh there's a lot of kids out there that will be thrust into these moments at at certain times in their careers whether it's you know the state championship of a high school hockey game whether it's uh you know the national championship of uh, of youth that's going on right now by the way uh congratulations to Greg Collins uh, yeah. you know gary they just won nationals today with bishop carney so uh that. awesome awesome dude uh one of the best we had his brother chris collins on here uh what was that It was probably like a month or two ago i want to say yeah who is the program director or hockey director at bishop carney which is a um hockey prep school kind of like shattuck out in the rochester new york area so congrats to gary one of months best buds one of their besties and so uh yeah big moment for him big moment for us thought we could talk about it what do you think Hell
1: yeah, dude! I I love this. I I don't know about you, because you're like you you were always so calm. Like even I I think sometimes maybe like you were a duck, you know, or a, what are they? A Goose, where you're calm above the water, but underneath it's like. Oh! just feet just pedaling like you always seemed so calm when I was around you like before games and stuff I was the guy who was like I had to like just for me to get up when I was older because I had to start hitting people and I wasn't like that's not like me naturally like I had to be more like oh, like listening to crazy music and you know head button doors and stuff like that. But when I was younger, I used to be more like crazy and intense and get like hyped for those big moments. But it's like it, it actually hurts you, you know, like you you you'd rather you don't think about going into a fight like all like riled up and blah, blah, blah. But then the guy you're fighting is super calm and calculated and sitting back (laughs) like like our podcast producer's brother all right he's an absolute assassin this guy Uh, assassin like one of the toughest guys in the world this guy was a killer on the ice bretto and like you could just see like like he's just so calm and it's like wait a minute we're about to go to -to hand-to-hand battle fisticuffs fight to the death and you are just so calm this makes me nervous, you know. Uh, but like when you when you get older, like it's more like you're in your head visualizing, you're breathing, you're staying calm. Like you're gonna give everything out there, but you're not gonna, you know, blow it all in the locker room before the game starts. And when I was younger, I used to make more of that mistake. Were yeah. you that
0: way or no? You know, like it, it goes through ebbs and flows, right? And I think as a player or as somebody who performs or whatever it is that they do, you're always trying to find that sweet spot. You know, and sometimes you you rev yourself up a little bit more. Sometimes you realize that you gotta, um, you know, calm yourself down a little bit. And then I think that that's a, a real. I don't want to say struggle, but a real kind of like thing for a lot of athletes, especially is trying to find. And and, uh, one of the things when talking to Tommy Niemela, who we had on here, I think he was like 90 episode 98, one of the top coaches over in Finland. One of the things that they talk about a lot with their players is optimal levels of arousal. And some players operate much better at an eight out of 10 when they're revved. Mm-hmm. Some players operate a lot better when they're at a four out of 10 and they're mm-hmm. calm, you know, cool as a cucumber heading out. And so I think playing around with that a little bit as uh, as an athlete and trying to figure out um, how stressed you want to be, how calm you want to be like before a performance, I think is, I, I, like it It hit home for me. I think it's, it's really important for me. I, I think it, it changed, you know, as um as my career kind of went along i think it went from for me and this is like probably a fault of mine and and one of the things i wish i would have done is like i wish i wouldn't have taken it so seriously and put so much pressure before games, mm-hmm. because then I would almost psych myself out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was somebody, I like I always just wanted to be the hardest worker, right? I always just wanted to be the guy that prepared the hardest and prepared the most and was ready to go. And you can do that almost like to a certain point, where yeah. it yeah. can get to be overkill. And and I learned through my career that sometimes it got to be overkill. Where I where I would psych myself so much into it that you just forgot that you're playing a game and you're supposed to have fun playing a game. Right you know, Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think so what you said me, is, I think ahead, what you yeah.
1: said is so clutch, like that scale, you got to find out where you are on the scale when you play your best. And then for the most part, like you're always going to stick to that. I think when I was younger and I'd play in, championship games or even big moments you get a penalty shot in overtime like something like that you know or you're the last guy to go in the shootout and if you score you win or if you don't score you lose and like it's a lot of pressure it's like when you're younger for me anyways i would i would psych myself out a little bit too just just in the thought i'd you know get myself like too worked up you know where where are if as you get older you can kind of put yourself into whatever state of arousal that you need to be in to be your best. Like I would assume that between you and I, if it's a one out of 10, like before games, when I was younger, younger, my pro career, even in college, like I was at like a seven and a half to eight when I played pro, I was probably more like a, like a six out of 10 um, but for like sure. right as the game I'm ramping it up so right as the game starts I'm hitting 10 like right at the perfect time versus like hitting too high too early in my in my prep for the game because um you know I, my very first game pro uh, in the Ahl um I'm doing my warm-up I was doing in college and I'm I, I, you know I warmed up before college like we warmed up for like a half an hour like it was insane. And like so much. And I'm down there doing like freaking four sets of sprints and jumps and all this stuff. And our captain who, and we were the best team in the league, the entire, you know, like set a record for regular season wins in Providence. Uh, this guy played for the blues for like a hundred games, a couple other teams, a couple hundred games, maybe Jeff Hogan. And uh, he's like, Hey man, there's no chance you're going to be able to do that warm up for 82 games. Like definitely shorten it up. You'll be Okay. And I was like, "Oh man, thanks!" Like, oh, and then I'm like, "What the hell do I do?" I've been doing the same, work <laughs> <years.">
0: <laughs> you know. But, of habit. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I, you know, had to work on it and and learn to like, okay, I don't need to be at a ten, you know, before every game.
0: Yeah, and I think just that self reflection on where to be at and and where you're at it. I think that like just for anything is so important, especially when it comes to big moments, because like you know, we always talk about authenticity and how much of an unbelievable skill and character trait that is to have know thyself. Was that Socrates? Know thyself. Um, like that's a real thing. That's a real, real thing. And I think, especially in the big moments, like, um, you don't want to go in and like, try to be somebody that you're not you know like so many times you can go in and try to do too much you know because it's a big moment and it's not, it's with the right intention but at the end of the day you just got to kind of be you and play your game and and play to your role of what you've done to make your team successful which that's a big part of why you're playing in a big moment the contributions that you've made from from all the games and practices up until that point so i think like just knowing yourself and having the opportunity to, you know, just do you, I think going into a game, that's huge, especially big games.
1: Love that. Some, something that, that really helped me settle in and be my best, like me too, was, was, you know, we talk about all the time, but it was visualization 100%. Like, and, and, and I don't even mean just for like, before the game, like I shot in shootouts over in Europe Uh, every time. And I was always like the guy to, to like, it seemed like I was always the guy where we were up a goal. And if I scored, it would close the game out. They wouldn't get a chance to tie. So it's like, I was always in that important role or like I had to score to put it into overtime, you know, of, of shooters. Um, and When I started visualizing on the bench, as soon as overtime's over, I started closing my eyes and visualizing and just seeing myself score in a bunch of different ways, like over and over and over and over, because I know I'm going to go. So I would just sit there and just like see it. And then I would feel like me celebrating and like the noise of it going in and the ref pointing his hand. And when I did that, that actually calmed me down. And then when out there, I was just way like more free compared to when I was earlier in my career, even in juniors, like I was like shaking, like I wanted to go, but I was like shaking in my boots. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I was big into visualization too. Uh I would always sit in the same spot in the rink. I would sit at the opposing goal right behind the goal, just a little bit to the left, because that's where I was on the power play. So I was like the net front guy that popped off into the corner on an overload. So, was so I. I yeah, there you go. Hilarious. And, and um, I was much less of the screen guy, though. I was much more of the pop out and make a pass. Oh, yeah, you were,
1: you were making passes. I was spinning and trying to run into the goalie on purpose so that Ted Cook could get a rebound and shelf it. But That was go. my job.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, but I, was, I would always go like 10 rows up, right behind the net, right to the left, and just like visualize myself making plays from that spot. I was always kind of like my role was power play and that was my spot. And, and so I I just always was up there and then I'd always have a teammate and we'd go through our ABCs. So three things that you should do during a game, we call them our ABCs that can help you to be successful, which for me was like, move your feet, play with your head up, compete. Like, and you just kind of say those things over and over and over. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think like just those things. So you talk about visualization, you talk about doing those things. It's all about routine. And having a routine, a steady routine can really help you in the big moments because you're, you're, you've just done it already. You're, you're on autopilot, your muscle memory, like it's just something that you do. And so I think developing that routine and being consistent with it, that's not to say it has to be the same from game one to game 82. Like you can, f- you know, fizzle with it. You can try and change it if you'd like you know, things aren't working or whatever. But at the same time, like just having that routine can help you in the big moments to kind of take off the pressure and cause you're just doing you.
1: Yeah, dude, it's, I love that you like lined yourself up where you were on the power play. I love that. I love that.
0: Well, the more realistic, I mean, studies show, studies show that the more realistic your visualization is like the more effective it is. 100%. Um, I've read it to my studies like that.
1: I say, it. I say it to my guys every day. I just said it to them while we were doing it because we do our visual. We do I will statements uh, on the back and then we go into visualization before every single workout to bring intention in. And and I told them today, like, because I had Joseph Wall speak to them last summer and the night before he had just had a call with the Maple Leaf sports psychologist and the sports psych told him, like, when you're doing your visualization, like, bring in the sights, the sounds, the smells. The smells, everything, like, all like, five senses, yeah. Li- yeah, like, literally, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Yeah, okay, right? Sounds about right. Okay, you said five, and I was like, wait, what are the other two?
0: There are five senses.
1: Uh, yeah. Is it taste and touch? Yes. Yeah?
0: I don't know. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, those are five senses. I don't remember I think, what your yeah, other I think three were. were. Right.
1: I think we're right. All right, anyways. <laughs> um the more the go more with you can the go on with the borafil proceed with the class no one wants to make out with you <laughs> no i will not make Somebody, out with you. somebody's gonna like that quote right there no i will not make out with you um
0: <laughs> i'm trying to listen to borafil and all
1: you're talking about is making out with me oh god so good see smell touch taste here here did you not say that? I didn't say here. Did I listen? You said sound. sound. I said sounds. Okay. Here sounds. Do you hear? faja Okay. Um,
0: Paja, <laughs> <baja, baja. laughs>
1: uh, Yeah. So, so I tell the boys that every day, like bring in the sounds. And I also say like, cause I, you know, you're young, They're this group's young and I'm like, you know, hear the crowd go crazy when your team scores when you score you know see the girls spreading behind the glass at your games i say you know like feel that all of that smell the boys in the in the huddle after you bury you know like bring all those senses in but i love that you like sat you know before the game in your spot that you're on the pp that's really cool
0: yeah you. Really man cool
1: yeah really cool wish you so- wish you would have told me that 20 years ago <laughs> Bro,
0: that's a, that's, a, that's a long time ago. We're just yes, hiding long. secrets from
1: your cousin. Dude, I see how it
0: is, dude. That's like not us going to college is not that far away from 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. 20 years ago, we were 17, yeah. and we were being recruited to go to college, and we were almost yeah. there. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, cra- that's crazy. Oh, Old gosh. balls loose in. Yeah, gross. Five year plan. Don't die. <laughs> We're all about Adam Sandler right now. (laughs) Love it. Um, You know what? Another thing I did, I actually, it's funny. Like I just did this actually. um, Like I want to say it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. So we were playing Ohio state in the big 10 semifinals. And so I'm up top and I'm watching the game from up top. I got the headset and I do the challenges. So if there's like, um, you know, Mm. goal call or uh, offsides Offsides. or major penalty, whatever it may be, like I'm the one that, kind of is in charge of that whole thing Mm -hmm. it's like nerve-wracking yeah like you have like 15 to 20 seconds to get it right and Mm -hmm. (laughs) so have you gotten gotten wrong oh yeah yeah plenty of times yeah yeah for sure um and actually in that game we got a a really big one called back which was huge there was a goal that was actually offsides and uh, in a a good way in a good way yeah yeah yeah. it would have made the game 1-1 so well we, got done we got a great team that are doing it. So I was not the one that actually caught it. It was somebody on the team upstairs that caught it and uh, ended up being a huge one. Um, anyway, so I was like, I was like legit nervous before the game. I was like, man, and because it's a huge game is to go to the Big Ten finals. It was our last home game of the year. A lot riding on it. Ohio State had kind of had our number for the year and so I, so I have like a note card where I write my notes, like during the first period or second period. So going down to the coach, I can tell them what I see and stuff like that. And I wrote just like a little thing and it was, you got this. I just wrote it on my note card. You got this. And that was it. It was just like a little reminder. Like you've done this a ton of times, you know, you're like, you're good, um, no word. like you got this and so it just helped to like calm me down a little bit you know so i just i don't know i thought that was another thing that maybe somebody can use and i know you're big on like little reminders and writing things up on the mirror writing things up on the wall and stuff tattooing them on your body you know <laughs> so i don't know this is another thing I did to help me to like calm down
1: i do have them tattooed on my body multiple my whole right sleeve is coming back from my concussion Secretive. nobody is it really that. Yeah. All the flowers, flowers all have meaning. And so I chose flowers that like meant something cool to me when I looked at them to remind me that I could come back from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love it. And it's massive. And I have them all over uh, my office and I have them on my bathroom mirror. So every time I brush my teeth, which is like once every two weeks, not just joking. (laughs) (laughs) So every day, at least twice a day, you know, I, I get to, to, or I make myself read all the different things that I want to do accomplish, you know, things like that. So I think it's massive because I you know I, if you think about it just from a 10,000 foot view you're you're basically hacking your subconscious mind. Yeah. And and you know now you come to a fork in the road at any point during your day and it's like I could go this way or that way like you've read these things that you want to do or things you will do or that you believe in yourself and all these different things. And now you go to make that decision and it's just bam. And that's because your subconscious mind affects your conscious actions and you hacked it with all these little things, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just little reminders, little positive self-talk goes a long, long way, especially if Mm -hmm. you do it consistently. And it just goes back to routine, right? You're getting yourself in the right frame of mind. So now when you get to these big moments, you're just, again, you're on autopilot. And I think like the biggest thing as it relates to, at least for me, you know, being confident going into these high pressured situations is just your preparation. Your preparation gives you confidence. Like if you consistently prepare for things, then you are much more able to deliver and perform when the stakes are high. Like, There are very few, and there are some people that can do this, but there are very few people that can just turn it on and off. Very few people that can turn it off like a switch. And so if you're like me or Vex or 98, 99% of the population, how you prepare during your day, season, whatever your consistency... Um, that is a hundred percent going to dictate how you do in these big moments, because then again, you're on autopilot rather than just leaving it to chance.
1: Dude, 100%. I love that. I love, I love talking about like putting in that work and building the confidence. It's, it's, if you're not preparing If you're failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. That was something I always said to myself when I was playing. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. So like do my preparation. Like, oh, I don't want to get up right now and take my vitamins. I'm in bed. I forgot my vitamins. Get up. Take your damn vitamins because you need to it's going to make you better you know like oh i forgot to foam roll before bed get up do your foam rolling because you know it's going to get you where you want to go and if i fail to prepare tonight i will not feel 100 tomorrow maybe i'll be at 97 and i don't want to be that because not good enough like i gotta be at 100 you know i i love that and i think the biggest thing when we're talking about going into these big scenarios, big situations, big games, big tryouts, whatever it is, that's, that's big for you and your career. If you go in prepared and, and you've done the work beforehand, you're going in confident and that's what matters most because a confident hockey player is a better hockey player.
0: Yeah. And I think it even goes to like coaching too. When you're a coach, put your players in tough situations in pressure pack situations um like i know like at, at michigan we have a, a lot of big games in terms of big crowds and you know we play at little caesar's arena every year um and we did an outdoor game this year and like it just like prepares the players for those big situations and and but you can do that in practice too like put things on the line all the time in practice create a score like a scoreboard competitions, all that kind of stuff. One of the best things that we've done here this year at Michigan is we we, all year, we have kept track of every small area game. And if you were on the winning team or if you were on the losing team and it's up on a TV, the standings and the scores for every player. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. It just it just adds to the intensity. It adds to the pre like everybody wants to win, you know. And when you are consistently putting yourself in that state of mind and putting your body in that state where there's something on the line, that will help you to create that kind of like understanding of how to conquer these pressure-filled, compact, not compact. That's not the right word. Pressure filled what's compact the word disc. I'm looking for compact disc <laughs> Dude, I don't know what you're looking for half the kids listening to this will not know what a compact disc is <laughs> I know man. I know that's sad um anyway but like these pressure-filled packed situations you know like the more you can put people and what what's the saying like pressure is actually what makes diamonds like the more pressure's, pressure you put pressure's on whatever privilege baby yeah yeah there's no there's no diamonds without pressure Exactly. What do you know do you about know? Oh no, we did the same time. Yes, he did. What do you, know about, what do you know about Ray Finkel? Anyway, but like there are certain things that you can do. Like I know that um football coaches will put stuff on the line for the kickers, you know, during practice. Like if you make this field goal, the team doesn't have to run, you know, two hundred meter sprints or something like that to simulate. If you
1: miss, if you miss this putt,
0: yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Golf. That's another one. Like talk about pressure filled situations. Like making a five foot putt shouldn't be that difficult. Shouldn't be that difficult. But when you got some people that are around watching you or you got money on the line or something like that, like five foot putt can be pretty tough. But the more you make five foot putts and the more you make five foot putts in pressure filled situations, once those bigger situations come, you'll better be able to, you know, So put pressure, like put pressure on your players during practice. Every and you can do that. I, I think you do that a lot by just competition. competition, 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 nonstop. Enough
1: of this. Everybody gets a trophy and everybody needs to win. No kids need to feel what it's like to lose, and then we have to teach them that. Right, you're gonna lose, but like learn from it. It's not. Don't accept losing. Like don't don't. it's not cool to lose. Like. Let's get back to like, you know, some, some meritocracy here in our sports so that, you know, we're driving kids to want to be better. No. Yeah. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? I'm not, I'm not saying it for you either. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's take nuance into consideration here, but I am so fired up by what you just said. I am fired up. I'm like, what can I do in the gym where I can have a scoreboard all summer with every group? Yeah. Like just like some kind of game or something like all i want to do is compete i love it
0: yeah yeah and it could be and it could be something like you talk about at the gym you know it doesn't have to be um person against person in like a finite stat it could be like hey this person's vert went up by whatever mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. The, like you know where it's almost like they're competing with themselves but mm-hmm. in their increase of competing with themselves they're competing with the other right. people who are you know, if you want to make Cornell, it a little huh? bit more Cornell process driven rather than results driven, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you got there.
1: Yeah, I love it. And and I've told this on the podcast multiple times, but it's been a minute since I've said it. Um, I started doing this myself to get more out of myself in practice. So I would go to other guys in my team who like to practice hard or guys who I thought were were better skilled guys with better goal scorers than me and back all right like let's go scoring comp today and uh you know lunch on the line or loser has to buy the winner a coffee or untie the guy's skates just something to put on the line and literally i did this almost every single day from juniors uh, until my last game at 32 i had weekly competitions with guys i had monthly i'd go to goalies after practice i'd play three puck or any kind of drill and we'd put we'd put money on the line or we'd put like five bucks not a lot of money just something to make it like so one guy could be the winner over the other guy so it made the two of you battle and get more out of yourselves because you had to put out more um and and honestly i think it was definitely a catalyst for my career to just constantly like give a hundred in practice that just helped me hit that you know so i love this stuff I, every single day in every single way to compete
0: next week you're gonna have something
1: dude i am i'm, I'm like thinking hard i'm thinking hard like something simple that we can do every day it doesn't take a lot of time i'm, I'm gonna come up with something
0: it is like it's, it brings out like our players absolutely love it dude like, i'm I'm you so should when see, you said that, I'm like, God,
1: I wish I was on that. You team. should
0: see our practices, man. Like when we play smaller area games and one team wins, it's like they won the Stanley Cup life or death it's unreal it's awesome yeah. like they're hooting and hollering and the other team just as much is so rattled. pissed rattled so mad so rattled.
1: about to fight <laughs> about to fight and it's awesome i love it i love yeah. it yeah
0: and they'll like they'll like stand around the tv like the board with the standings and stuff and i be like, like you know they'll be like chirping and, it, and there's yeah. been other times where they'll be like tof there's no way this is right there's no way that this is right because <laughs> i'm in charge of it and i'm like it's right Right. Like a double I make sure it's right. And I have to make sure it's right because right. if I don't, right, then like the legitimacy he goes yeah. out the window and then all of a sudden the pressure like it's oh, like ah, I'd, it's be, I'd deal, be there you know? every day chirping everybody. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. smitty you're at a seven? Bro,
1: do you even practice with us? Seven <laughs> miles an point.
0: hour? And usually Second. when you pull over, you pull over to the shoulder.
1: That <laughs> what a movie. What
0: a movie. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I, yeah, like as coaches, we could do that. Like we can, we can make things in practice and it doesn't have to be like this crazy pressure thing with consequences. Like you can make it fun Yeah. and, and like switch it up every once in a while and, and do different things. And, and I just think that that's a huge part to getting your players to understand how to compete and when something is on the line. And obviously in big moments, which is what we're talking about, there's something Big. that's on the line (laughs) something really big that's on the line like for Mm -hmm. us it's a freaking national championship this weekend national championship is on the line right so you know i i I hope that what we've done uh, (laughs) this year has 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 uh prepared them to uh to handle these situations. And I think it's cool too because like we got a lot of players like on our team that have played in big moments before, you know, like the kids from the national program have played for the US and either World Juniors or um, you know, played for Worlds or things like that. We've players that played for USHL championships and um championships in other leagues, played in nationals when they were growing up as kids. And and so I just think that all of that stuff is just really, really good and prepares you for for these kinds of big moments as they get bigger and bigger when you get older and older too. I love it. I love it, man. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I thought this was good. you got anything else to add? Any other, uh, new gets,
1: any new gets of wisdom? Um, Scanning my brain and littering, <laughs> littering and, and littering. Oh, and. no, we're on. Yeah. We got tonight. the cousin connection going. Yeah. We got wow. Tof and I, when we played like in summer tournaments, when we were older, like juniors and midgets, juniors above, we were so gross, guys. I just I know I've said on the podcast, but it also has been a minute because we literally never got to skate together like ever. And we go to these summer tourneys and Tof and I would be one and two scorers like everywhere we'd go because we were just like, I knew what he was thinking and he could read my ridiculousness on the ice and he would just hit me like backdoor for, or right. I, he'd get the puck, he'd dangle everybody. I would just go for a breakaway. He'd hit me and it'd be gone. Like every game we were gross together because we had that cousin connection. So cousin connection. Anyways, been- whoop. um, yeah, man, to, to finish up, I guess in summation or, or not in summation, the last thing I'd say is like be, live in that moment too. Yeah. Like there's too many times where I was going into a big game. And like you said, like, there's nothing wrong with being serious, but like, there were times where I took things like, like too serious, you know? And, and I look back and I didn't really get to like, enjoy the moment. And I'm, you know, like there's that, that, like you said, kind of one to 10 scale that you need to be dialed in at. Everybody needs to find that. But even within that, like take a look around, like take a deep breath, take it in um, because you don't get those moments often. They don't come often, especially if we're talking about championships or, you know, being put in like the pressure situation where it's all on you. Um, Those are just really cool moments. And after hockey's over, you don't get those same kind of moments. So, uh, so also enjoy them.
0: That's, I think, the perfect way to end it, because you're so ridiculously good looking. I mean, (laughs) really, really, really ridiculously. You're so right, man. You are so right. It's something I wish I think probably a lot of players would reflect back and probably say the same thing. I wish I would have been in the moment more. I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more in the big moments. Um, and so, yeah, I encourage like anybody that's kind of going through it. Um, anybody that's going to be in big situations, remember to enjoy it. Absolutely. 100% remember to enjoy it and take it in, man. Like take it in. Like if you're playing, like for our guys playing in a 20, whatever thousand seat arena this week, like in warmups, like look around, like, you know, what's kind of cool. Take it is Is that,
1: is that, They have phones with cameras and all this stuff that they could like save forever, like your guys, like going in the arena, like showing, like taking pictures of your stall, like before the game, like the setup and everything. I know guys don't want to have their phones out a lot, like obviously, but in these kind of moments, like we didn't really have that, you know, we were younger midgets college. Yeah. The first iPhone came out when I was a sophomore or a junior um so you, you were probably a senior i think you were one year ahead of me weren't
0: you one year ahead yeah
1: yeah yeah so like that wasn't something we had like to you know obviously don't be on your phone being a dummy but like anybody listening like maybe you know snap a pic in those moments take a video because that's something that you can save forever and it will be cool to look back on
0: 100 percent, man very yep. very cool all right well this was fun this was fun before we do leave this podcast episode we got some people to think. First off, let's thank Gelsticks.
1: Go Jeff. Thank you to Gelsticks, our title sponsor, gel dot You can go there for all your weighted training aids. Obviously, they have unbelievable hockey sticks uh that are weighted. There are no other sticks on the market that do what the Gelsticks does. All right, you can shoot with them, pass with them on the ground in your basement. With them, yes, shoot, pass, kick some ass, check, hit, take no sh. You can also skate on the ice with them and use them on the ice. These things are amazing, right? You choose your flex and your curve, just like your normal stick. They are unbelievable. GELSTX.com. They also have weighted golf clubs for you golfers out there. Talk to my neighbor, the accountant, huge, a symmetrical. I also (laughs) want to thank saved it. I also want to thank train heroic. That's the, uh, training platform where I house all of my programs, guys, my off season programs are out now. Whenever your team finishes, you wait a week, take a week off, you know, maybe two weeks, depending on who you are. If you need it, play other sports, have fun with your friends, get off the ice, get out of the gym, go be a human and do human things and get away from hockey and lifting and all that stuff. Then join my prep phase links in my bio on Instagram. You can also just Google ripped hockey train heroic and you'll see it. Prep phase is phase one, 2023. Then you go to phase two, so on and so forth. I literally program out day one of your off season all the way until your season starts. Literally, there's a reason thousands of hockey players have trained me thousands in the last three years. All right. Division one teams, division three teams, USHL, Nall. Pro hockey players in 14 countries have trained with me using this app. So, uh, please check it out. Thank you to train heroic, uh, uh, for, for hooking me up with the app and, and all the, all the stuff you've done for me changing my life, being able to help so many players around the world. Also, lastly, I want to thank your nutrition. That's a CBD company. I'm with, uh, um, unbelievable stuff. If you want to just literally live at peak levels, uh, uh you've got to be using cannabidiol to help, uh, um, your homeostatic set point in your body, all these, all this science, you know, mumbo jumbo, DM me if you want to talk about it, all right? I'll, I'll tell you all about it, help you through that stuff. Been using it for years. Thank you to Cure Nutrition. Go to CureNutrition.com. discount code GMBM.
0: There you go. Thank you to icehockeysystems.com, the top website out there for all your coaching education needs. They got thousands of drills. They got whiteboard explanations from some pretty high level hockey people And uh, just overall, unbelievable dudes that run the place and unbelievable website. You can also get the associations platform where you can get this for every coach and every parent in your organization for a very, very, very cost-effective price. And so go to icehockeysystems.com, check out the associations tab and get this for everybody within your association today. And last, but certainly not least, thank you to all of you who are listening. Thank you for continuing to support our show. We love you guys. If you can, please continue to share us with anybody and everybody who you think um, can use a little education and inspiration about this great game. Um, It is because of you that we have over a million downloads. It is because of you that we have been shared so many times. It is because of you. (laughs) And now I'm thinking like, what's that Kelly Clarkson song because of you on the side Side yeah (laughs) there you go um so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for continuing to listen and uh continuing to hang out with us for about an hour every week we love you guys um by the
1: time we
0: we, uh, talk the next time You'll we will uh yeah. champion. Let's go put it out.
1: Law of attraction.
0: <laughs> Attract it. See it up and down and around. Hey, we got a we got a really we got a really good group. And and I know I haven't spoken a ton about um, you know, my time here at Michigan this year, just giving little nuggets here and there, just kind of I don't for whatever reason, just kind of keeping it. Um, keeping it close, but I can't wait to share about this year because it has been like just incredible. It's such a great group of people to work with, from the staff to the players. Every day, these guys are dialed. Like our kids, like it's a tight group, man. It's a really, really tight group, and um, you know, I think we have what it takes. Now we just got to go out there and 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 do it. And we got a really really tough test in Quinnipiac to start it off on thursday and then bu and minnesota are going at it in the other games so um yeah just really 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 excited about it and uh yeah we'll see next time we talk we'll see what's going on
1: you will be the national champion
0: actually you know what people will know already by the time this comes out because the game is on saturday and this comes out on monday yeah (laughs) it's kind of funny but either way yeah be oh yeah. It's Let's go be a good moment. Good luck, brother. Hey. Let's circle. Thanks, guys. Adios.